Do you know what sparks joy for me? A large pile of books by my bed. I don't even have to read them. Just looking at them with their promise of other worlds, other lives and multiple realities is enough. I feel calmer and happier knowing that my ability to escape and to live other lives is close at hand. And isn't that part of the reason why we love to read? season one of Meet Me at the Library, we've been discovering the ways that libraries bring us together, how they connect us to one another, heal us and bring us happiness in unimaginable ways. In this final episode of the season, we're celebrating books, those magnificent things, the reason libraries were established. And who better to talk books with than a librarian, who you'll meet later in the episode, and a book addict. And this is a really good one. It's about it's by Catherine Senna, and it's things you save in a fire. It's about a woman firefighter, and I think it's fantastic. I love that book too. That's Michelle Elliott. She loves reading rural romance novels, mysteries, and thrillers. I love his books. And um, there's two. There's one called The Wife and the Widow, which is his new one, Christian White, and The Nowhere Child, which is so good. It's like so many twists and it's a bit of a thriller. I love that book. Michelle is in her early 40s and she loves nail salons, her fiancé Todd and reading. I'm with Michelle at the Eaglehawk Library in Central Victoria. There's this one by Sophie Moneycoots. It's really funny. It's called What Happens Now. Michelle visits the public library at Eaglehawk three times a week. I go straight in, pick up all my reserves and take all the books that I read back and then I'll just um, look at the paper and then um, sometimes I update my phone because it has like good internet. Then I'll come in here and see the recent returns because you never know what you're going to find in there and then I'll have a look around. She knows all the staff and is Facebook friends with many of them. When I was really younger, I used to borrow the Babysitter's Club books or I would take my homework on Saturday mornings to the library because I just, I don't know what it is and, and it makes you feel real good. When I come here, I just feel like very welcome. While Michelle has always loved the library, her passion for books and reading has hit another level since she stopped smoking cigarettes five years ago. I was like a heavy smoker for like 15 years and I just had no willpower to give up. The cravings were so bad and then one day I took the tablets and after that I just started going to the library because I was kind of bored. Like, And I read sometimes before that but not as much and then I just started buying books and I couldn't stop reading. <laughs> it was like it came as a really good habit from a bad habit to a good habit. My partner has asthma, so he can't stand to be around cigarettes. I can't stand the smell anymore. I like the smell of books. So I'm like, breathing it in, I love the smell. It's like addictive. I wish you could bottle up and put it in a perfume spray, (laughs) because it'd be like the best perfume smell. 
at the moment, I think I'm, I've got about 20 books on the go. I'm like a bit of a book hog, I think. Michelle's more than a book hog. She's actually a total fangirl when it comes to authors and uses social media to connect to them. Like, I'm friends with at least 30, maybe 40 authors on there. Michelle sends her favourite writers Christmas cards and clippings from the newspaper that mentions their books. And she gets a whole lot back in return as well. I have a lot of bookmarks and some of the authors send me um, badges and stuff. It's like badges, a book nerd. This was um, wrapping paper from a book one of the authors, Claire Connolly, sent me and and I kept it because it has a name on it. I just, I like things. Not only does Michelle collect things from authors like bookmarks, badges and Christmas cards, but she actually meets them in person too. Central Victoria, where Michelle lives, is home to some pretty fine literary talent. And there are plenty of authors passing through, holding events at the local library. One time, Lisa Island and Sally Hepworth were passing through town and I was a bit disappointed because they couldn't do their book tour um, in here. And they said, do you want to meet up and have coffee? And I'm like, are you serious? Oh, my gosh. So, And they signed all my books for me and we took a few selfies and they brought me a hot chocolate. Like, I didn't have to pay for it. That was so sweet. Michelle's addiction to reading and books isn't something that she saw coming. I couldn't read till after grade three at all. I couldn't read at all. And now I can read a book, um, a 340-page book in like two days if it's a really good one. Sometimes I go a bit slow because I'm actually enjoying it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a bit of a bookworm. lockdown has proved that we are (laughs) all a little bit addicted to reading. That's Jess Saunders. She's the manager of Castlemaine Public Library in central Victoria. And I know from experience that so many people have piles by their bed and then they've got piles by the bath and they've got piles in the toilet, you know, (laughs) piles everywhere. Is it a condition? Is it something that um, we need to be concerned about? As a librarian, are you concerned about that? (laughs) I'm concerned about it in a very good way, (laughs) Anne-Marie. I don't think it's going to do anyone any harm, that's for sure. But maybe libraries are the remedy for it. (laughs) Are you ever surprised by the amount of books that you see patrons pop up on the counter and say that they'd like to borrow? Well, I am because I am an incredibly slow reader. So when I see people, I mean, yesterday um, a 14-year-old girl came in, she's the same age as my daughter, and she had reserved about 25 novels. And this was like the second time this week that she's picked up that many novels. I said, are you really going to read them all? She said, yeah, and I pass them on to my best friend and we talk about them and then I bring them back. She, prolific reader. But people of all ages, yeah, popping up huge stacks on the on the desk. I'm always impressed by it. <laughs> like Jess said, our library books are with us wherever we are, and that means we generally use whatever's at hand, wherever we are, as a bookmark. Forget the traditional paper bookmark, Jess and the other librarians at Castlemaine Library have come across some very weird objects that they now put on show every couple of years in one of the most unique exhibitions around. 
This was started in 2011 and it's an exhibition that we call Ex Libris Detritus, um, Things That Fall Out of Books. So it was started by um, the then librarian Robin Anir, who is a Castlemaine local uh, legend, I would say, and she was working at the library and she just started collecting all the things that fell out of library books. And you wouldn't believe the kinds of things that fall out. <laughs> So she just squirreled them away and popped them in a box. And for the 2011 um, Castlemaine State Festival, she decided to pin them all up on a board and have an exhibition. Um, and people were really amazed. They were blown away. And I think part of it was the weird and wacky things that were up on that exhibition. But I reckon part of it was because it was a bit of a secret glimpse into the life of the library. You know, like people just don't kind of think about things coming back in library books that might be a little bit illicit or a little bit, um, you know, wacky in their nature. So what are the things that fall out of books? Wow. Yeah. I think my favourite ones are the shopping lists. There's a whole bunch of shopping lists here. Um, I love how most of these shopping lists include wine in really big letters. <laughs> Some of them have little... Um, the start of a song written on them as well. Some of them are sort of like a wandering poem of tissues and socks and caramel icing. <laughs> Some of them, I found this one before and it was, I thought, I wonder what they were going to make because the shopping list says coffee, marshmallows, almonds and 20 kilos of carrots. So, you know, who knows what was going on that day? So I love those. There's a list and, you know, then there's the slightly possibly more illicit things like the um, perfectly pressed dope leaf that we found. You can see here, this, this one has been my personal favourite. It's a, it's a positive pregnancy test. And that was used as a bookmark and that person might now be t 10 years old. <laughs> Another popular item that people tend to use as bookmarks are photographs. Do you want to describe what's going on in this photo, Anne-Marie, or should I? So um, there's a, a man in a hot tub in a beautiful tropical location surrounded by lots of leaves and foliage and he's nude, but his private little region has been covered up with a black love heart. That someone has glued very um, carefully in place. <laughs> Photos are quite precious, I think. So if we do see a photo and we know the family or the people in it, then we always try and reunite them back. Um, but there's some great photos of, you know, little kids. There's some photos that kind of date back to the 70s and 80s, you know, and you can tell by the decor and the clothes that they're wearing and stuff. Fantastic. <laughs> do you ever get people coming, coming up to you when the items are on exhibition and claiming things? Oh, yeah. So... Um, yeah, so quite a few things have been claimed. Actually, Robin, when she started the exhibition, had uh, a comments book and she said, if, if any of these things are yours, just write your name in the back and we'll make sure we get it back to you. So there's a few things there. Um, I think sometimes a few people are a bit embarrassed to claim what's up there. There was one year where there was a pair of underpants that was used as a um, clean underpants, I must say, uh, used as a bookmark. And yeah, the family said, um, they actually belong to our daughter. <laughs> Can we have them back? So they've gone back. Yeah. 
There's lots of like little receipts. There's love letters, but there's also things like um, a packet of the elastics that you put on your braces. <laughs> That's a bit gross. I want to keep that sealed up actually. There's little books that kids have you know, little stories that they've written. This one's called Dressed Up Cats. Um, there's notes. I found some beautiful notes. One of them I might just read aloud. This is a note between two little sisters. It says, Dear Eloise, I love you lots. Sorry for making you bleed and punching and kicking you. <laughs> lots of love from Heidi. So <laughs> that's interesting. This one is a personal favourite and I don't know why I like it so much. I think it's the exclamation points in the note, but it says, Trent, we'll be home for tea. Please shut the gate if you're going out. Love, Mum. And then Trent has written next to it, I won't be home for tea. And then a few kisses. I don't know. I just, I love that one. <laughs> Jess, let me have a look around that special box that contains all of the accumulated objects found in library items. And would you believe it, there was something that I recognised in there. Oh, really? You've seen it up on the exhibition? I haven't seen it on exhibition yet, but I have seen it in the box. It's yours! <laughs> I love that note. I, I saw that just before. Yes, fantastic. It's a note that my husband wrote to one of our neighbours. <laughs> he was obviously a bit upset this morning, Harry. <laughs> it says, your dog has been barking from 5am constantly. It is extremely loud and annoying. This happens often. It's now 6.30am. Your dog is still barking. <laughs> this is, I must confess, this one's gone up on nearly every exhibition because we love it. <laughs> I'll tell him that he's been absolutely driven crazy by that dog. So that's great to know that um, somebody's getting some joy out of that. <laughs> the good news is my husband hasn't been woken from his sleep by the neighbour's dog in a really long time. Maybe the note worked. There's also the book reviews that we get or the reviews of, of movies that people have borrowed. And they're usually um, quite negative, <laughs> which I find quite funny. But this one says, I rate this book. It is awesome and it's got five stars on it. This one says, it's the worst book I've ever read. The story is unbelievable and the author has no knowledge of life at this time. So there's sort of everything in between. <laughs> As you're describing all of these things, I'm just thinking how amazing it is that books and library books in particular are such a huge part of people's lives. They're there throughout the journey. Yeah, they really are, aren't they? And, you know, from borrowing stacks of favourite picture books through to the teenage years of the girl I described before, borrowing huge armloads of books, um, to people coming back perhaps when they've got families of their own and, and using the collection. It's really um, a really stable part of people's lives. Yeah. I had a chat to Lulu from Woodend Library um, in one of the earlier episodes and she said in terms of libraries, it's about the books but it's about a whole lot more. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, libraries have really evolved, um, especially I would say over the last 10 or 15 years. We're certainly not, um, a, a, you know, a shushing house of, of just books anymore. And I think that anyone who still believes that we are like that really needs to come and visit a public library because, um, yeah, we're about social connection. We're a place to meet. We're the last place that you can come, really, um, 
where you don't have to spend any money and you can stay all day. You know, it's a safe place for a lot of people. Um, so yes, the books and the collection are fantastic, but um, I think that we, we really need to value all the other things that libraries have become as well. regular visitor to your local library like Michelle, who we heard from earlier in this episode, or you're a newbie, someone who's never been to their local library, rest assured, these marvellous places have something that's just right for you. Why don't you pop in sometime? You never know who you might meet. This is the final episode of Season 1 of Meet Me at the Library. Thanks for listening. My name's Anne-Marie Middlemast and I've been your host. Thanks to Michelle, her fiancé Todd and the team at the Goldfields Library Corporation. Meet Me at the Library is a podcast and radio series mixed by Hamish Robertson at Tall Tale Audio and produced by me with supervising producer Jane Curtis. This program was made possible with support from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. Find out more at cbf.org.au. Meet Me at the Library was produced in partnership with Main FM and recorded on Jar Jar Wurrung Country. We pay respect to the traditional owners of these lands. Mm-hmm.